Is Jason Tatum the best player in the league right now? Hello, everybody. It's Alex Jobin and Andy Redding. This is the Raptors NBA podcast. We went to the game last night. The Raptors were playing Boston at home. Boston seemed like they, have, they had control of the game most of the way. The Raptors made it a little bit more interesting near the end. I have a few wild takeaways from this game. But first of all, Andy, what do yes. you think of the game? What are your thoughts? Are we surprised by the results? No, we shouldn't be. Celtics are one of the best teams in the league. The Raptors are mid. I don't know. I'm not surprised. It was frustrating to watch. They were in it. They couldn't knock down a shot all game. I don't know. It was just frustrating. I find myself caring about this team when I shouldn't be. I don't know. How do you feel? So they lost 105-96. My number one takeaway from this game is that Jason Tatum might be the best player in the league. He might not be MVP this year, but I honestly think that he'll get there in the next couple of years. And right now, with the way that he's playing, the way he controlled that game, it just blew me away. Like His numbers are, he only scored 19 points and got 14 boards, 6 assists. But Andy and I were watching this game, and we were honestly so impressed with the way that he controlled the game. Anytime he had the ball, he would get double teamed, then he would drive to the basket, swing, swing, easy bucket for the Celtics. I just feel like he controlled the game so well that there are only a handful of players in the league right now that can do that, and he's certainly one of them. And, you know, you were making fun of me yesterday because I was like, man, this team, like, they might mess around and win the finals. And you were like, yeah, they're a contender. I'm like, I know they're a contender, but seeing them in person without Jalen Brown. That's true. Just made it so much more real for me in terms of them actually potentially winning a championship. I don't know. What do you think? Jason Tatum, what do you, what do you think? I think, well, I think we agree there. I, I'm probably higher on, I'm more bullish on Tatum than you are. I think before the season or early season, I was picking him for MVP this year. I don't anymore think that, but he's got that potential for sure. Uh, but it makes me look at the Raptors composition on their team. The Celtics have this guy who can push them above everyone else with Tatum. Could Scotty become that? Could he get on that level? Is he, do the Raptors have that in house or are we still a player away from that? I absolutely think Scotty can be on that level. Scotty is a best player on a championship team type of caliber player. Okay. There were a few moments yesterday when he absolutely bodied Jason Tatum. You remember that one play he came down the middle, just bodied him. Um a little spin move laid it in. Scotty's Scotty's a total package. If there's one thing I would say about him is that he needs to get a little bit quicker. And I think he probably should slim down a tiny little bit so he can slim be, down. Stop. I think a little bit, yeah. So he can be a little bit more um so he can be just a little bit quicker on the perimeter. That's what I think. Don't you but, want him backing guys down and being a big, strong man that Scotty is? You want him to be slimmer? I absolutely do want him backing people down, and I think he can still do that at his size if he was down like 10, 15 pounds. Because it seems like from the top of the key, it's tough for, for him to get by people, but he still does a pretty good job of like backing them in and getting that layup. Like, I'm going to try to uh, clip that um, that photo video into it of him just bodying Jason Tatum right now, but... Scotty's definitely that caliber of a player. Yesterday, he finished with 10 points and 13 boards, only two assists, so he didn't have the best game. But, man, I feel like there was a lid on the rim. 
there was a there was like a six minute span in the fourth in the late third quarter to the fourth quarter where the Raptors didn't score a bucket, like almost nothing. Do you know what the Raptors shot from three point line last night? I'm looking at it now. Yes, a terrible, wow. despicable four for thirty two. There was a buck. There was a lid on the rim. Yeah. Uh, but that's the composition of this team. You don't have shooters. You're going to have nights like this where you shoot awful. I do have questions. Like why is Siakam taking six three pointers? Why was he 0 for six from three? We know he does not hit threes. Well, that's not a game that the Raptors are going to win. The Celtics will let him shoot all day. Any team will. Yeah. Pascal going 0 for six yesterday. He was seven for eight from the free throw line. So his three point shooting has cooled off clearly. Um, he dropped 17 points, four assists, five rebounds. Uh, but one bright spot, I think R.J. Barrett played really well. Um, same thing for him, though. Play, shot 0 for 4 from the three-point line. Um, but he went 11 for 19, 24 points, four assists, nine rebounds. Really powerful um, the way he goes to the rim and like actually finishes finishes buckets, which is something that a lot of guys don't do when they actually get to the rim. So I don't know. I love his game. Emmanuel quickly, same thing. Like He actually shot 2 for 7. It seemed like all of the Raptors' shots were open, though. Like, they were missing wide-open threes and wide-open shots. So, I don't know. I don't know. Do we lack shooting, or was that just a super off game? What do you think? The Raptors lack shooting. Come on. They lack shooting. We know this. We've watched 40-some games already. They lack shooting. But, like, Pascal's been shooting a bit better. Scotty's been okay from the three. Um, RJ has never been the best three-point shooter. Emmanuel quickly has been knocking down threes. I don't know. Like, I think yesterday was kind of a mix of both. We definitely need three-point shooting, but we were missing everything. Do you know what I mean? They, if they shoot average that game, even worse than average, if they shoot 33%, that's five more three-pointers, they win the game. Um, a lot of games this year where you just shoot average and you win, and they aren't because they don't have shooters. No, I agree with you. The one bright spot yesterday, Dennis Schroeder. He was a bit of a dog. Like he got a few buckets down the stretch that they absolutely needed to stay afloat in this game. He got those buckets. I have that one video, um, and we posted it on our social media channels. But it's it, the video is called Dennis the Menace, where he goes gets a layup or gets a floater, and then comes on his way back and like aggressively tries to steal a ball. So Dennis Schroeder came in with a lot of fire under his belly. I don't know, man. Quickly took over that starting role. I feel like the team is still in such limbo because Siakam's there. Mm -hmm. And everybody thinks that Siakam's going to get traded sometime soon. So it's like, I feel like the team's in limbo. What do you think of that? Okay, let's get to the Siakam. The most recent rumors, reports in the Siakam trade front. They are out today that Siakam has said that he will not re-sign with any team he gets traded to and essentially wants to test out free agency, which takes his value down for a lot of teams. Absolutely. Raptors can't get as much back for him. Do, if you're the Raptors, do you still trade him for pennies on the dollar and just get whatever you can? Really tough to say because, again, the Raptors have been playing pretty well with him and with these new additions. Like yesterday, if they hit a few more of those buckets, they would be right in position to win that game. You know, they went on a couple of runs. Again, Boston was missing Jalen Brown, their second best player. Um, mm. The Raptors were missing Jakob Pertl. So we were missing our starting center. We know Pascal from the beginning of his career in Toronto. Like, I don't want him leaving. Like, if he wants to stay, obviously I would love to re-sign him. 
he is one of the best scorers in the league. But if there's a chance for him not to resign, I think we have to trade him. And we've had this conversation nonstop. And I feel like we've talked about the same thing over and over again. But I'm sure both the GMs that are in talk, all the GMs that are in talks with each other, kind of have an idea based on whether or not Pascal's going to stay in a situation where he gets traded to or not. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I still think the chances of him staying in Toronto are unlikely because it does seem like a bit of a stale situation for him. Everybody, almost everybody from that championship team is gone. It's just him and Chris Boucher. So I don't know, man. I don't know. But to see him go would be would be a shame. I don't know. But we keep talking about it because the team, as you said, is in limbo. Our podcast is in limbo because of this. Everything in Toronto basketball is in limbo. The flow of the team is in limbo. We don't know what's happening. The direction. Nobody knows what's happening. It's but, it's frustrating. Yeah. And with that, with that frustration, the Raptors, now four straight losses. Do you know they're tied for the sixth worst record in the NBA right now? 15 and 25. Yep. I saw that. I should... I remember after the quickly and Barrett trade, we were talking about like maybe they get in a play in, but like the Raptors have a top six protected pick. Should we be cheering for them to tank so they can keep that pick and get a draft pick now? Just shut everyone down. Shut everyone down right now. Play Jante Porter way more. Play Grady Dick every game. Play Grady Dick every game. Speaking of Jante Porter, you know, he went, he scored his first basket as a starter yesterday. First um, career start. First career start for Jonte Porter. Shout out to him. Honestly, the guy plays really hard, big. We've talked about him before, but he went one for five, oh for two from the three. I don't know, man. To answer your question, like I I think the Raptors should be significantly more competitive than they are right now. But because of this sort of stalemate between Siakam and the and the team and the rest of the league, uh, it's really difficult to see what the potential of this team might be. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. It's so tough, man. It's so tough for me because it'd be so sad to see him go. But it'd be great to get something for him that's not pennies on the dollar like you said earlier. We should just pray for nickels on the dollar. Dimes on the dollar. Dimes on the dollar. Dimes on the dollar. I'm not getting dollars for dollars. No, absolutely not. And, like, obviously I don't think Golden State would want that sort of situation where they trade two fairly, you know, Kaminga, extremely talented, young you know, young prospect player, whatever, and Andrew Wiggins for a guy who might not resign. Well, Wiggins, they might want to get off that contract. I don't know. There's a lot of people that think he could be cooked now. That that's a fat contract that's untradeable. How old is Andrew Wiggins? Let's see this right now. Twenty eight, twenty nine, twenty eight is my guess. He is twenty eight years old. Yeah, ninety five. I remember when everybody was so excited in Toronto that he was going to the NBA and he's going to be the number one pick. I remember them being so much hype around Andrew Wiggins. And like, I think for the most part, you know, he hasn't been like a superstar player, but I think he's played really well. Again, I just think he needs a change of scenery. That's what Andrew Wiggins needs. And maybe Jonathan Kamiga needs that too. Would you trade Siakam for just Wiggins straight up? Is that pennies on the dollar in your mind? Golden State would say yes in a heartbeat. No, I don't think I would do that. No. If you were the Raptors, right? I don't think his value yeah, I don't think his value is there right now. I think that's too much risk of a big contract. No. You'd rather have you'd rather have cap space than that Wiggins anchor of a contract, I think. 
Um, Emmanuel quickly, 21 points, six rebounds, three assists, one steal yesterday, two for seven from the line, eight for 20 from the field. I'm starting to like him more and more as the days go on. I keep thinking about your reference to Tyrese Maxey. And I keep thinking like they literally look like the same player in terms of their, their game. They look very similar mm -hmm. and like, he's cold, man. He plays really good defense, hard D. Um, he was playing D on Drew Holiday for a bit of the game. And I don't know. It's just, it's interesting to see this team against the Celtics, who are arguably the best team in the league without their, you know, without their second best player and kind of check that barometer as to where they are in comparison to this team. And like, I don't think the Raptors should be as bad as they are 15 and 25, like nine and 10 at home. Yeah, it is. The road record is despicable. Uh, yeah. 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 Do you know the Raptors are, here's a fun fact. The Raptors, I know no one cares about divisions anymore, but the Raptors are 0 and 10 against their division. 0 and 10. It's hard to do. I long for the days when they were beaten up on, Jaleel Okafor in the 76ers. Long for those days. Long for those days. Long for those days. Uh, if we look at the schedule coming up right now, I feel like we do this every time, but... Uh, we're always looking for those three straight wins. Tomorrow, Heat at Raptors. Yeah. Thursday, Bulls at Raptors. Uh, Saturday, Raptors at Knicks. Maybe we should go to that game. We should fly over there Saturday. Um, Grizz at Raptors Monday. Like... Winnable, what, Heat, loss, Bulls, potential win, Raptors at Knicks. That'd awesome. be so good to be at MSG to watch our boy OG and the return of RJ and Mayo quickly. Also, let's and not Malachi forget. And Precious. And Malachi and Precious. That's, that's what I was going to say right now. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It's not looking too good for the Raps here in these next 10 games. I'm pissed about something. I'm angry. I'm downright Furious. I don't know if you saw this because it was right after the game ended when we were leaving. But I saw it online this morning. Uh, Dennis Schroeder signed his jersey and gave it to Jason Tatum. And on the jersey said, go win the championship this year. Yep. What are we doing where we're the team that we're just like, oh, we're not going to win. We're not going to make the playoffs. Let's go cheer for this division rival and hope they win. I, I, I'm sick to my stomach. It's funny if I could if I could share my screen right now, you would see that that's the same article I was looking at, mm -hmm. and I was going to mention the same thing. I, I think that's a horrendous thing to do from somebody who you just, who you just played and you lost to for Dennis Schroeder to do. Mm -hmm. I'm like, does he not think that the Raptors can, can make it anywhere at this point, or does he just like I don't know. I get it from a certain perspective, because. The Raptors are probably not going to win the championship, and the Celtics might. And maybe if they're close friends, that's something that Jason Tatum should have just kept to himself because he put it on his story. That's what happened. So last night, um, Schroeder wrote that on his jersey, and Jason Tatum took a photo of it and put it on his Instagram story. So I think it's more on Jason Tatum than on Dennis Schroeder because, like, if Dennis Schroeder's being – if, if he's he being – never write that. I, I get it. I'm obviously I obviously think like he shouldn't have written that, but if it's like going from a friend to a friend and be like, man, listen, you guys can you guys are actually amazing. You can win the championship this year. And just being realistic about it, I don't know. 
I could see both sides of the argument, I think. I don't like it, but I could see both sides. This loser Toronto Raptor mentality is sinking in. I thought we escaped it, and we're right back in it. We're right back in it. We're right back in it with Dennis Schroeder and myself. This is um, 2008 Toronto Raptors. We're no, gonna I don't get- like it. This is Kobe dropping 81 on us. This is, it's just seeping back in and people are okay with it. Nobody should be. Or Jalen Rose. If anyone remembers that uh, Kobe Bryant, Jalen Rose commercial or after. He, uh, anyways, I might have to put that in. Look, one thing that we talked about last night, which we clearly saw in the game, was that the calls were continuously going against the Raptors constantly. And, that made me think of when Allen Iverson basically gave death threats to a referee. I can't, I can't remember which ref, referee it was, um, but but what happened was all the refs got together in the league and basically said that we're going to officiate Allen Iverson differently. Like we are not going to give him calls. He's going to get knocked down. Um, we're not like we're going to just be horrendous to Allen Iverson. And that made me think that because of Darko's comments after like whatever two after the Lakers game, I think the referees all got together and they're not going to be giving the Raptors calls for the foreseeable future because that's what it seemed like yesterday. I feel like there were maybe seven or eight 50, 50 calls, which went against the Raptors. Whereas like, usually I don't think, I don't think that happens as much. So I think Darko, while he was, you know, doing good for the service of the team, like he had his players backs I think he kind of he messed up a little bit at how hard he actually went at the refs. Darko's fault. That's why they're losing. It's not the four for thirty-two from three-point line. It's Darko, three games ago. I'm not even saying it's Darko's fault. I'm just saying that the refs are not giving the Raptors any calls. That's what I'm saying. I'm done with the Raptors. I'm frustrated. You're I'm done, done with the Raptors. He's done. He's uh, done with I'm, them. Okay. I'm done for- We're back out. We were in, and then. They just pulled us back out after that loss last night. I didn't even think it was that bad of a loss, honestly. I no, think you, I well, think you thought it was worse than it was. Like I, I think if they hit a few shots, which I know is tough to say, but like if they did hit a few of those open shots that they missed, they could have potentially won that game. It's just this loser mentality afterwards that hammered it home for me. I was on the fence. I'm like, ah, they could have won the game. You make two, three more shots, you win. But it's this loser mentality afterwards that's got me. Are you talking about Dennis Schroeder specifically? Yeah, absolutely. I want to talk about the Golden State Warriors because the Golden State Warriors are 18 and 22, 7 11 away. They just lost to the Memphis Grizzlies last night. Um, so they lost 116, 107, a John Morantless Memphis Grizzlies. I think Desmond Bain was out too, wasn't he? I think mm, he was out. Yeah, he was out. Yeah, Desmond Bay wasn't playing either. Look, man, I think if you're the Warriors. You have to do something with this roster. You have to. You have to. Stephen Curry is still at the prime of his career. He's playing so well. I don't know if you saw that dribble play, but he went through like five defenders, went to the rim, got an and one layup. He's disgusting prime still. Of his career? I don't. I don't think you remember his prime. I do remember his prime. He's yeah. shooting. He's shooting extremely well right now as well. He's and not in the MVP conversation. He's not in. The, he's not in the prime of his career. That's Come because on. of his team. That's because of his team. He's in. He's aging gracefully, like like LeBron. He's not. Both aren't winning an MVP, but they're not in their prime. Come on. I think he's still in his prime. I would honestly argue with you that Steph Curry's still in his prime. Nonsense. Okay. Why don't we bring up his numbers? 
Why don't we bring up the fact that he can't carry a team by himself anymore like he could a couple years ago without Clay there? Without... He could never carry a team by himself. They're missing Draymond. The... What are you talking about? They're missing the guy who he played the best with. Draymond's think... back. Yeah, but my my thing is he's been – they've both been like very inconsistent in terms of their playing time together this year. So it's like they haven't gelled this year. And all, all the other thing is like you have to have other weapons on your team. Like Wiggins isn't doing it doing much. Draymond's been away. Like the team has been on a downward word spiral in a, for a while. And same thing with Clay Thompson. So like if you put all of your def, uh, defense gearing towards Steph Curry, which happens all the time, anyways, you know it's going to be way more difficult for him to get buckets. But he's not in his prime. Let's look at his career. So when do you think was his prime? When you, won the, when you won the MVPs. Okay, so. This is easy. This is a very objective argument I'm having. I don't he's think in his it is. Prime, he's named the best player in basketball. He could still be considered the best player in basketball. Yeah. If, his team, if his team was better, like, so, okay. So Curry right now averaging 27 points per game, five assists, uh, one steal. How many boards? Four point two boards. He doesn't pop off for like fifty points anymore. He's not that Steph Curry. He's really good. His basement is really high, but he doesn't pop off anymore. That ain't him. Didn't he? Have, I'm sure he had like a he had a huge game this year. He had years where he shot over forty five percent from three, and he's shooting under forty percent from three now. Like he's his shot is definitely. Um. He scored 30, 35 plus multiple times this year. So his MVP season, he was averaging 32 points a game, 5.8 assists, 5.5 rebounds. He's right now he's averaging 27, five and four. Like his numbers are slightly down from so they're five. It's literally a five point difference from his MVP season. I'm telling so you, man, the difference five point difference is three point shooting is down. Five over five. I know, but okay, but I'll, t- I'll give you an example. The year after his MVP season, his point total dropped by seven. So, year after his MVP season, he was at twenty five point five points a game. Right now, he's up twenty six point seven. You're just saying he's in his prime. I'm saying he's not. I'm saying he. I'm saying yes, he's still in his prime. No. Absolutely. No, he's the only one on that team who's still in his prime. Do you think um, Michael Jordan with the Wizards was in his prime? This is just a silly question. Didn't he average like 30 points with the Wizards? No. And again, you're forgetting about the team winning. You're not, did you not hear me talk or are you just a bad team? He's with a bad team with the Wizards, though. Yeah. So what? So then I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he's not in that conversation because his team is not good right now. Jordan, you can't, you can't compare. The Wizards sucked. He only averaged 23 points with the Wizards. I'm exaggerating by quite a bit. Well, it doesn't really matter because. Curry just averaged 27, so it's four points more than Jordan in his. So I feel like that could be a decent argument, but you're being facetious right now. Yes, eventually. So, okay, my okay, but my point is, he can still get a shot off on anybody. He could still score at just as well as he did in his prime year, where he won the MVP. And I honestly think you're like forgetting that his team has just been so shitty around him that he's not getting any help from people. You're forgetting how good his prime was. He's so good now that you're forgetting how much better he was. Reasons. Okay, what do you have non-Raptors related? And let's wrap this thing up. Uh, 
Where do you think? Where do you think Dejounte Murray is going? You think he's getting traded? Do you think he's even that good? I've heard the Lakers' name and trade talks for Dejounte Murray for the last like couple of weeks. So I think I think if that was to happen, I think they would have to give up either Austin Reeves or a package with like Rui Hachimura and a couple other people. I don't know, but I think that that's his probably probably that's where he'll end up. Okay, who is your winner of the day? Any okay, winner. Winner of the day. Any winner. Anybody. Any... You can't pop this question on me. You go first. Who's your winner of the day? I really I really want to say Jante Porter. First Man. career start. Pops to you. First career start. Shout out to Jante Porter. First career start. First career bucket as a starter. Couple of rebounds. Guy's playing well. He needs to get some more playing time. That's my that's my opinion. Anytime you get your first start in the NBA, you're gonna be my winner of the day. So there you go, Jante Porter. Congratulations. Nobody knew who he was yeah. two weeks ago. Now he's getting starts. I don't even think he has like an active Instagram account. We were looking for him yesterday. Couldn't find him. What Man, about you? This is I, tough. I sprung it on you. Let's go. It could be from your life. It could be from no, you know what? I gotta wait. Can I say it? Am I allowed to say it on the pod? No. <laughs> I you won't let me say it? No. Okay. Um, it has to be uh who's my ah come on. Let's go. Of <sighs> my MVP of the day is the Tim Hortons lady at Scotiabank Arena for serving us multiple coffees last night. We were just pounding them. Yeah, uh, you know what? She she kept us, she kept us woke. Thank we you. We have to, yeah. She she was good and she had a good attitude. We have to give an honorable mention to our usher Rob. Big Rob. Big Rob. So ever since we've had season tickets with the Raptors, he's for like I don't know the last five years, he's been our usher because we've had the same seats and we just switched seats seats a couple of years ago. So we've been away from Big Rob for the last little bit. And yesterday we saw him and we hung out with him. And we talked to him. Uh, great guy. Shout out to Rob. Although we know he's never going to listen because he only listens to radio. Yeah, he's, he's like, he's I don't have podcasts. He's <laughs> like, what's a podcast? <laughs> I only listen to radio. You know what? Listen I'm going to clip. I'm going to clip a photo of Rob and us right here. So shout out to Rob. There you go. Thanks, Rob. You won't hear it. Doesn't even anything watch else. It. No, no, that's it. Have a have a wonderful day. Two Raptors games coming up back to back. Let's hope for better times. Hey, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Raptors NBA podcast. Make sure to follow us on everything. Make sure to subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And um, yeah, have a great day. Go Raptors.